Harper Audio presents Ugly Americans, the true story of the Ivy League cowboys who raided the Asian markets for millions. Written and read by Ben Mesmer. The breeze was thick and hot and weighed down with the stench of cigarettes, alcohol, cheap perfume, and dead fish. The alley was narrow, bordered on both sides by four-story buildings with blackened windows and steel-grated doors. There were puddles everywhere, flashing bright snakes of reflected neon from the signs perched above the buildings. The puddles were impossible to avoid, and John Malcolm cursed to himself as he splashed through them. His Gucci shoes were already two shades darker, and soon they'd be completely ruined. Shoulders hunched, head down, he was moving as fast as he could without showing how much he wanted to run. Somewhere up ahead, someone was shouting, but the words weren't English, and even after five years, Malcolm didn't speak anything else. Wrong time, wrong place. That's what the headlines would say, Malcolm thought to himself. Another ugly American sticking his head where it didn't belong. He knew he was just being paranoid. Even here, in this alley in a part of the city you didn't find in the glossy travel brochures or happy little guidebooks, you were safer than anywhere back in the States. It was well past two in the morning, and there were people everywhere. Bad things usually didn't happen when people were around. He stepped over a milk crate and threw another puddle. In front of him, one of the grated doors flung open. A group of businessmen in matching blue suits stumbled out into the alley. Loud, laughing, jackets open, ties undone. Fumes of whiskey came off them like diesel, their faces matching shades of red. Then they saw him and quickly made a show of not seeing him, their voices dulled, their movement suddenly subdued. He hurried past. Another ten yards and a dark green awning caught his eye. Beneath the awning was a yellow wooden door with no knob, just a covered steel slot at eye level. Malcolm pulled at his white Oxford shirt, which was sticking to his chest and back. There was no number, but he knew this was the place. Then he noticed the hand-painted sign next to the door, brilliant red English letters on a black background, Japanese only. He felt his lips tighten, more reflex than anything else. There were signs like this all over Tokyo. On the surface, it seemed like bigotry, acceptance based on race, as if his white face would contaminate the place. But it was more complex than that. Establishments with signs like this really weren't meant for Americans, especially here in Kabukicho.